call. 26-year-old Noah Enos was pulled from the river about two weeks ago after attending a concert at the Salt Shed in Wicker Park. Uh, he, we had Noah's father on the show on Father's Day. He was here to retrieve his son's body. Um, could this be the action of a serial killer? There have been 15 or 16 very, very similar situations. Today, this morning, I received a Facebook message from a man who believes he could have been the next victim. Shally Griffin the fourth agreed this morning to come on the show to talk about it, to get the word out. Shally, thank you for joining us. Thank you. So, Tell us, this happened on Saturday, June 17th. That was the same day that Noah was pulled from the river. Is that right? Yes, it is. Okay, so can you tell our listeners where you were, what time it was, and what happened? It was between about 10, 10, and 10.30. I was leaving a high park summer fest. I was exiting the festival, walking up with the crowd. I ended up outpacing the crowd with my walking pace. I was uh, walking towards my... Midway Palisades, and the street was extremely dark, so I decided to go down Ellis to go up 60th and Cottage. And I was, by this time, I, I'm, I'm all alone. And as I'm walking up uh, 60th Street towards Cottage Grove, I'm walking my, my normal pace. I'm going to meet my ex-girlfriend, so I'm moving with purpose. I look to the right, and the Palisades, Midway Palisades Street Park area is extremely dark. It's like giant trees with a huge canopy so there's no light and i look up and i can see this guy come out of nowhere going at a 45 degree angle towards me at a rapid pace to keep pace with me and i'm assuming he's a police for how fast he's moving so i look to the left or right to see who's about to go who's about to go arrest and there's nobody around it's just me and i turn back and kind of glance at him and then i notice like i don't see any uh obviously police badge on him or any markings on him and uh, then I continued to, 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 to walk. And at this point in time, I decided, all right, if he uh, gets within, like, striking distance on him, and I'm prepared to attack him and, like, go to war so that uh, I can survive this encounter because I don't really know what's going on because I know he's coming directly towards me. And uh, as I'm walking, I see the walk at my, my normal pace. When he gets about five yards from me, I turn towards him, and he just kind of veers off all of a sudden and keeps going in like a, an opposite angle once I kind of look towards him, ready to jump on him. And uh, so, it just terrified me so much. So, so, he, so he, there's nobody else around here, right? I'm all alone. All, all alone. alone by myself. And, and I just want to clarify, were you, did you have anything to drink or any drugs? No, not at all. I'm completely sober, been that way for several months. No clouds in my mind, no alcohol in my system, just completely sober, clear, clear, clear-minded, clear eyes. But you, you're coming from a concert uh, or the, this festival late, you know, later in the evening, so I guess it's conceivable that someone could have thought that you had been intoxicated because that seems to be the pattern of this of this person who is uh, is is being we're, we're thinking maybe is out there. So. When you turn to kind of square off with him, I'm picturing it. Uh, what does this guy look like? What is the best description you have of him? Uh, five nine, like five eight, and about five ten. Uh, slight, slight build, white gentleman. He had a beard, a full beard, a full stringy beard. It looked to be, it looked to be, it appeared to be like a, like a dark brown. Um, he had on all black. Black pants and a black windbreaker with a hood, with a hood up. 
And um, that's about all I can remember. I, I saw his face, but at that point in time, there was so much drilling and pumping in me that um, I really can't make out the, de- the, the, the my new details of his face. How far from a waterway were you? What what at this point in time? About about two, about two and a half blocks in either direction. Okay, so this is the, the lake then, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, behind me was, uh, I believe, Burnham Jackson Harbor, and in front in front of me was uh, the lagoon and uh, that Washington Park, maybe. Okay. Jackson Park. So, when you, what made you concerned right away? I mean, had you heard about this story, and that's why you were concerned, or? You know, tell us why you became because you're you're kind of a built guy. I mean, you you work out. You're six feet tall. You know, you you've got a good build to you, and you you know I've seen your pictures on Facebook, and you know you look like you spent some time in the gym. So, what made you fearful? Uh, I you know being in Chicago, and we read the newspaper about our city, about what's going on in our in our neighborhoods and our surrounding areas, and you know you heard about you read about all these uh, disappearances last year, guys going out to hang out. Party and they're coming up missing at the end of the night, getting found in the waterways. And then this year, you can find all these people missing. And then uh, Friday, I'm reading the internet. I see the guy goes missing. He goes to the concert. And he comes up missing. They pull him out the water. He goes up missing between 10 and 30, and they pull him out the water Saturday morning. I, I mean, I read this Saturday before I, you know, in the morning, I'm having coffee before I even go to the festival. So it's like this was fresh in my mind. And then I had this experience, and I'm thinking, like, man. You know, this really could have been this guy. This, you know, there's nobody around. I'm around waterways. Uh, he appeared out of nowhere. You know, it's a good chance that when I was walking up 60 Street all by myself, he could have been following me the entire time in the park. And that's kind of where I say he appeared out of nowhere. It's just like he just appeared out of thin air. It's so dark that you can't see anybody. And walking in the grass, you can't hear anybody either. So it's like I feel like I was almost being hunted. It was a, uh, it was such a traumatic experience for me. It took several days. I didn't get sleep for several days. I called the police. You know, I called my parents. I went to go visit them, tell them how much they loved me. We had dinner reservations for Sunday on Father's Day. I was like, man, I could have came up missing and dead on on Father's Day. And it was a traumatic experience for me. It took several days for me to get back to like being myself and being normal. So, what did the police do when you made the report? Oh, my gosh. They kind of blew me off. Uh, his last words to me, well, son, just keep your head on the swivel. He never bothered to take my name, my number, my information. It was, uh, it was, it was really kind of like uh, it was kind of like I was bothering him with this with this issue because I called at 6 a.m. I, I went to sleep that night. I woke up at 3 a.m., and I couldn't go to sleep at all. And I called at 6 a.m. to speak to a detective to the High Park area police department speak to a detective and let them know like hey this is occurred this could be the guy this i told him about my alpha i had him like hey if you can find me on camera and you this is what this guy is wearing you can maybe track him to the train or to his car and potentially catch this guy or at least figure out who the gentleman was see if this is a person of interest to, to catch, catch him because uh this is how like serial killers get caught with these type of interactions all the time so and this guy and you know 
this is a neighborhood I am not really familiar, super familiar with this neighborhood other than University of Chicago uh, area there. Um, but, you know, he's a white guy in this neighborhood at 10 o'clock at night. That's kind of out of place, right? No, you, you really don't. Um, you know, it's just not an area where you see uh, uh, a, a, a single white Chicago going by himself at nighttime. Not in a park. Not, not in that neighborhood. It's just not common. It's very rare. Not not dressed that way. It's uh, highly highly unlikely for this type of an interaction to occur. Yeah, it's interesting that like if he was there to rob you, he would have robbed you. He would have if he had a gun and was going to, you know, cost you. He he probably would have done so, right? I mean, that's correct. It was it was no it was no. Um, it was no, it was no interaction. It was no, it was no whole. It was no like, oh man, hey, I'm sorry about that. I didn't mean to scare you. It was no, uh, it was no verbal exchange. But he had a direct line towards me, and sometimes when people are about to like, uh, you know, about to commit, do the act of, uh, an act of evil, at the last second, sometimes they get scared off. They will turn at the last second and veer the other way, and it was, it was that exact moment. My spire senses were going off. I was, uh just completely scared to death. My adrenaline was completely releasing for like the the next two, three minutes that I walked to my car. I was uh, just on attack mode from everybody I crossed on the, on the street walking home, walking to, to, towards the University of Chicago hospital. It was uh it wasn't, it wasn't a friendly encounter. It wasn't, it wasn't normal. I felt definitely like uh, me being sober and me paying attention to my life was saved, saved my life that night. I would like to. Uh, I, I I I hope that this keeping this these kinds of stories in the public's eye, even if this wasn't connected, you know, people do bad things. Being alone at night after these concerts, you know, there are predators out there for one reason or another. Who knows what the what the reason is? If it's sexual, is if it you know if it's robbery, if it's a killing spree. I mean, I don't know what it is, but I think that the more we tell people, especially you know, both men and women at night after concerts, people perceive you as maybe being intoxicated and can perceive you as being weak, and that that's what predators do. Uh, they prey upon people who they think are weak. And you just happened not to be, which is is good. Uh, Shelly Griffin the fourth, thank you for joining us. And I think Lisa Dent, our, our my colleague, when she gets back from her vacation, will may want to talk to you some more about this. Uh, but thank you so much for agreeing to come on and to giving a warning to everyone out here and keeping this matter in the public. Thank you so much, Karen. All right, all right you, you take care of yourself.